All right, in some places, groundhogs signal that warmer weather is on the way. But in Chicago, the Pitchfork lineup does the same thing. The festival has been around 16 years now. And this year, Union Park is expected to welcome 60,000 fans. The star-studded lineup was announced this week, and today we'll take a closer listen to some of the artists. We'll also get into how this year looks different from years past. Seth Dodson joins us now. He's the executive production director at Pitchfork. Hey, Seth. Welcome to Reset. Hi, Sasha. Thank you for having me. I imagine that planning a festival is a huge undertaking. So how do you even begin picking headliners? <laughs> totally. Um, well, you know, we are fortunate to have a lot of the same team who have made this festival happen year over year since its inception 16 years ago. Uh, Mike Reed, who owns uh, The Hungry Brain and Constellation, two of Chicago's best music venues, um, you know, started this festival back in 2006. So, you know, myself, my coworker Liz Pesnell, and Mike and kind of the whole entire editorial team at Pitchfork really serve as the booking brain trust. Well, Pitchfork historically does a, a good job of striking the balance between heavy hitters and new artists. So let's listen to two headliners right now. So that was The Roots and The National, both headlining, both bands of been around for more than 20 years. So, Seth, how do you strike that balance between booking artists that have been performing for decades and then the up-and-comers? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, our goal is to highlight a diverse group of artists who are really taking their musical genres to new heights. So, you know, we have a lot of up-and-comers that are really paving the way and doing exciting things, you know, in their genres that are very fresh. And we also really have these iconic pitchfork bands like the National and the Roots that, you know, really shaped what music is today. You know, the National played played the festival back in 2006 and in 2009. So, you know, they have really exploded since then. So those are the kind of acts that we love. Yeah, well, something, we, something else that we love is uh, the pitchfork posters. They're iconic. So who designed this one? Yeah, um, our designer this year is Alicia Gaines. Um, you know, we really wanted the fest design to be summery and really jubilant. Uh, Alicia is also a member of the Chicago band Ganser. Um, they're playing the Empty Bottle uh, next Saturday. And this is really one of my favorite things about uh, Pitchfork is that the festival is produced by Chicago musicians. It's built for musicians and the biggest music fans in our city. Yeah. Well, let's listen to uh, some artists from the first days of this year's festival. Here is what Friday will sound like. So we just heard Tierra Wack, Indigo D'Souza, and Parquette Quartz. So give us a peek behind the curtain, Seth. First of all, why these three? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, Tierra Wack is, you know, this amazing experimental rack art, uh, rap artist. Uh, Indigo is just really on the forefront of, um, you know, kind of indie rock and the sound of indie rock today. You know, kind of what we want to do with the lineup on every day is just really showcase a lot of 
diversity between genres and styles of acts so that there's something for everybody, but there's also something uh, that you'll discover that day too. Yeah, so so there's much discussion then for a, a festival director to choose which bands go on which days. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, kind of in, in determining who goes where, it's a bit of a jigsaw puzzle. Also, you know, factoring tour schedules and everything like that. But, True. you know, we really want to have, you know, artists that complement one another and just kind of try to tell a little bit of a narrative on, on every day, but also providing a lot of variety for the audience. Well, that said, let's listen to Saturday. Great. So, Seth, indie rock, it's sounding less and less guitar-heavy and less male. What's the future of this genre? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, so I, I think that, you know, I... I believe that women have been foundational to the to indie rock since the very beginning. You know, you have the Ron Nets and Susie and the Banshees, Cocktoo Twins, Sleater Kinney. You know, women have really been a part of indie rock since the beginning. Um, I think, you know, kind of what is shifting is that the genre is becoming more and more pop-oriented and all-encompassing in a way. You know, I think... I think when we talk about indie rock um, now, we're probably going to be talking about something that it's not more than something that it is. And what it's not is kind of mainstream pop music. Mm -hmm. Pitchfork's editor-in-chief, Pooja Patel, said, quote, Our goal was to highlight a diverse group of artists who are taking their musical genres to new heights, and I'm proud of how it's come together. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really proud of how it's come together, too. This is, you know, one of the best lineups um, that the festival has ever had, and I just can't wait to see it all come to life. All right, let's hear some of Sunday's artists. Great. So that was uh, Toro Imwa, Earl Sweatshirt, and No Name. And No Name is from Chicago. So are there other artists with Chicago roots? Yeah, absolutely. So we have No Name on the lineup, a, phen- a phenomenal Chicago rapper. Uh, we have Cupcake, who's another Chicago rapper, Kaina more in the R&B space, and Jeff Parker is also on the lineup who got his start in, in Tortoise in Chicago. He's no longer based in the city, but, um, you know, a really kind of a, a legend in the city uh, regardless. So how did um, coordinating last year's fest go w- with the pandemic? Talk about yeah, that. you know, sure. 20, you know, 2021 definitely had its challenges. You know, definitely some logistical um issues that we had to face with equipment shortages, you know, finding staff, but, and we really wanted to make it as safe as possible. So we accomplished that. We pulled off a safe and completely sold out festival last year. We are talking to the city about this year, of course, we're working uh, with them and, you know, we'll, we'll adhere to the city's, you know, COVID protocol um, and remain in contact with our festival attendees as we get closer to the fest about all that. I imagine freshly coming off of 
last year and and all that went down with uh, dealing with COVID at the same time, you must be feeling better about what you've put forth for this year. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I think you know um, we're all getting a little bit more comfortable, hopefully, and being outdoors and listening to music. It's um, it's really hard to top that feeling. Um, so we hope that people come out this year and feel safe and good. Thinking back over the years, Seth, what have some of your favorite pitchfork moments been? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, before I uh, started at Pitchfork, I saw Bjork at the Pitchfork Music Festival in 2015. And during her closing number, a huge kind of hailstorm blew into uh, blew into Union Park. They oh, had to no. end her set early, but kind of the 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 monsoon that came from nowhere kind of matched the level of of intensity that she was delivering so definitely that one stands out for me oh my goodness what did you do <laughs> you know, we all like ran for cover pretty much uh fortunately my brother was parked pretty pretty close by so we got to stay relatively dry i'm not trying to get caught in any hailstorms no no <laughs> what are you uh, most excited to see this year yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, this year it's hard for me to pick, but I'm really excited for a Japanese breakfast. Um, she's just had a huge um, year. Uh, she released a memoir, Crying, Crying in H Mart, that was on bestsellers list. She's up for some Grammys. She's just had a huge year. So I think uh, she's one of the highlights for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you feel like this this lineup is is different seth from past ones in in major ways yeah i think i think what this how, what sets this lineup apart i would say would would be some of the more kind of experimental and avant-garde kind of bands that we've gone for um this year we have uh this amazing electronic artist named yule um who's very unique we also have this artist named hyde who's also kind of you know kind of traversing this avant-garde and more electronic and kind of jazz atmosphere. So I think we are really kind of pushing, um, uh, or the artists rather, are kind of pushing the limits of their their genre to new heights. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what what kind of sets this one apart. Can you talk about how performing at Pitchfork can really change a, a musician's career? This is a big deal. It is a big deal, you know, and a lot of our a lot of our headliners have kind of, you know, used this opportunity to uh, really blow up their careers. For example, last year was Phoebe Bridgers' first um, headlining set at a music festival. Mm-hmm. This year, Mitski is in that same uh, is in that same camp, and some other some other artists that have had that position position have been Kendrick Lamar and Chance the Rapper. So really playing Pitchfork and headlining there, you know, you'll be headlining Coachella or Lollapalooza or something like that in the next year or two after. So see them now while you can. Yeah. And I'm just kind of looking through here. Last year, is it, is it true that the headliners on all three days were women? Yeah, we had um, we had Phoebe Bridgers, like I mentioned, and St. Vincent and Erica Badu as our headliners. Wow, that's great. Um, really forward thinking. We we have been, and you know, it is, you know, Pitchfork has been a a festival that has always championed uh, gender equality um, on all of our lineups and diversity, and we've kind of been doing 
doing that since the beginning of the festival, which we're really proud about. As executive production director, I wonder what the hardest part of your job is. Uh, definitely striking the porta potties at the end of the night. <laughs> Really? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. But, um, you know, this is a dream job. It's hard to think of something that's, that's difficult. I, I really um, feel very lucky to, to work on something that I love and really give the city of Chicago something that, that I think is so beautiful. What's your background? Were you always in, involved in music in some way or events? Um, yeah, I have been for a bit. Uh, before uh, before I started at Pitchfork, I was at the Hideout, uh, the most beloved small venue in Chicago. I was their, their program director for about three years. Um, and I actually kind of got my chops, funnily enough, in events, um, being an improv comic in, in Chicago, doing Second City and Improv Olympic and Annoyance, all of that. Oh, pretty cool. Um, this year's festival, I, I wonder... If you could talk about Rookie of the Year artists that we should know about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. So some of the, uh, you know, really up-and-coming artists that I'm really excited about, um, there's this great British band called uh, Dry Cleaning. You know, they kind of have a post-punk sound and incorporate a lot of spoken word into their music. Um, you know, they are definitely one to watch out for. Uh, we also have um, Aruj Aftab, who uh, is like just kind of an amazing singer-songwriter. Um, it really kind of draws from her culture into her songs. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, tickets are on sale now. Give us an idea of the, the range here. Sure. So, um, you know, the uh, tickets went on sale this morning, and a three-day pass goes for $200, and a single-day pass goes for uh, $99, so pretty reasonable. And uh, where can we get tickets? Uh, visit pitchforkmusicfestival.com. Awesome. Now, at the festival, do you have any sense yet of, of what restaurants will have booths? Ooh, you know, we we are still um, sourcing our vendors now. Okay. Um, so, and if you are interested in being sorry, a my vendor, inner my inner foodie's coming out, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And if you're interested in, in being a vendor, you know, please visit pitchforkmusicfestival.com to apply. Uh, in addition to food vendors, you know, every year we have Chirp doing a record fair. We have Renegade Craft Fair at the festival, uh, and we also have Flatstock that produces the. The poster fair. So if you are interested, if you are a local maker um, in any of those kinds of fields, please um, please apply to, to join us in the park. Awesome. Well, I am looking forward to my very first pitchfork. So sounds like it's going to be a great time. Yeah. Um, well, we're looking forward to having you, Sasha. That's Seth Dotson, Executive Production Director at Pitchfork. Thank you for coming on. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.